welcome to Bushwalker's Diary. Here I am, Kavita Joshi, and I'm going to take you through a journey of my five days hike recently through Great Sandy National Park. I did this hike with Oleg Selchin, and I am really happy to say that we really enjoyed this hike thoroughly. And I'm going to share some personal experiences day to day basis with you. The name of the walk is Kulula Great Walk. It is uh, 102 kilometers originally and you can do an alternative route uh, including going to a lighthouse which adds up to 15 kilometers on a first day if you start from Rainbow Beach. So that it is a one-way walk. Either you can start from the Rainbow Beach side or you can start from the Noosa head side. If you start from Noosa, you have to get a ferry across and then you can start your walk. And usually you have to book a campsite every night. It gets pretty busy. We were thinking that it would be easy to book campsites or we can do it on the day. But we found out some of the people couldn't get on the walk because they hadn't booked their campsite early. So they were only doing two days return trip. We were lucky uh, as we got into the walk and a good choice was I think was starting from Rainbow Beach as well. It's a really nice view from there to start from the beach. You go through Carlo Sandblow, which is also very nice. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't start very early because the plan was to get up a day early. But that didn't happen because we have been traveling here. And uh, for some reason, we end up going for a swim in the morning, which was also very pleasant because a beautiful day and end up starting the day hike and the day actually at uh, 4 p.m which is kind of turned out really good because it was a very good weather and uh, the sky was very clear so it was not so hot because during the day it tend to get very hot here and if you have to cross the sand area like Carlos Sandblow it gets really hot in the sand. Anyway so we started at 4 p.m. crossed the sandblow which was great and went across it started getting lot daylight was dimming because we were in the amongst the trees around six o'clock so i remember taking out my lucy which is a solar light which i had been charging in sun and that was great because i uh, we used it for the first two and a half hours for light there were a lot of toads on the way <laughs> i've never seen so many toads on the way walk, you know any walk so that was another interesting experience sometimes they go away as they hear you coming sometimes they just sit there and then you have to make sure you don't squash them so that was really nice and uh, we decided uh, to do the lighthouse on our first day even if we knew it will make our day uh, around 30 kilometer which we're not sure if it'll make it all the way but we did that which kind of gave us in a very nice experience walking on the beach in the night and by the time we get to the lighthouse it was really pretty uh, a lot of stars in the sky it didn't have any artificial light other than the lighthouse light because it was actually rotating four lights around it and every time it comes around it kind of was a very nice mystical and uh, gorgeous moment I would, I would say i really enjoyed sitting close to a lighthouse and looking at the sky and enjoying the night 
as the lighthouse is between Rainbow Beach and Kalula Beach so after you've seen lighthouse which is 15 kilometers from where we started you have to cross to Kalula Beach which we did and when we started walking it was so pleasant because there was no artificial light other than a couple of four-wheel drives at that time of the night we by that time I think we already had dinner it was around nine o'clock when we got to Kalula Beach 9 p.m. and uh, there were only two four-wheel drives that were coming towards us which kind of gave us a bit of a light extra light in the night other than that it was just pitch black beautiful stars we even preferred to have our torches off to be able to enjoy the light when we were walking on the beach very very big beach which was also nice and uh, that day we didn't actually make it to the campsite because we were very tired at 10 30 we camped close to where we could uh, and because we were quite fatigued by that point of time and thought of getting some rest before we start uh, for the next campsite I was really looking forward to get some sunrise because we were very close to the beach but that didn't happen it was a very mystical foggy morning which was in a way very nice as well because the sunlight uh, when it hits the mist it creates a very beautiful pink and uh, orange color which I really enjoyed every time I woke up to see the sunrise I was like mm, where is the sun and it was way past sunrise after that uh, because it was because of fog I couldn't realize that the sunrise had already happened apart from that the moon was really pretty around midnight the moon came up it was so pretty to see that the reflection of the moon on the beach it was really nice to experience that so first night was really spectacular in spite of starting quite late I think it was worth doing that extra bit on that day because lighthouse and the beach walking was really pretty. So that was day one. Day two and we just found a campsite for the second day. Uh, we started the day around 8.30, kept walking for two hours on the beach which was good because we were not against we were not uh, looking at the sun but we were uh, sun was behind us which was really helpful because it, the day started quite hot and two hours on the beach was enough for us to have a bit of a break on the first uh, picnic area we came across it was common site for four-wheel drives and anybody who, who is walking around the area i think it was lovely to have some rest i got to charge my lucy and we had some lunch there, breakfast come lunch, because we didn't get to have breakfast early in the morning that day. And uh, yeah, it was good to get to official campsite after another hour and a half of walking from that after lunch. Found we could get some water because in on this walk there's not much water on the way, so you have to stop at the campsite they have rain water there you can treat it and uh, with us we are not so fast so we just drank it as it is or we have been boiling it for tea anyways but that was all right couldn't stop at uh, campsite too long because we wanted to make sure we get to the second campsite on the same day because we are a bit behind the schedule uh, trying to do the extra bit for lighthouse on the first day after we started at 4 30 p.m so and also another reason was there were lots of mosquitoes on our 
campsite so it was not very pleasant to just sit around we did see uh, most of the people arrive within half an hour f uh, at around 1 30 or 2 at uh, the first campsite which is quite early not sure how they're going to spend their rest of the day but we kept going because we had quite a few miles to cover that day some people saw us and asked oh are you comfortable walking in the dark it's a bit funny because we walked most of the walk on our first day in the dark and they were a bit concerned are you going to keep going are you through walker so a few questions uh, and uh, it was nice to interact with other fellow hikers so we keep pushing and uh, around five o'clock when it was getting dark i started to get dark it was a bit tiring because it was beautiful we had a lot of uh, rainforest area and then some big trees and Finally, we started to ha head into a bit of a heatland, which is a bit dry leaves, dry area. Uh, so we were a bit comfortable. If we can't make it to campsite, we can at least camp in the wild somewhere. So at around 6.30, we had to make a decision. Okay, it's getting really dark. We're not going to make much way. And we were really tired from 8.30. We had been walking most of the day, only apart from the break for lunch and a bit of a water break. So we decided to camp around 7, 7.30, which was great. And uh, that way we could get some sleep that night before we start again. Very happy with the day. Did quite a bit. And we were very close to the campsite, which is good. Had enough water for the night and to make dinner. So we'll be getting to the campsite uh, number two in the morning, hopefully for the breakfast. And we can get some more water there as well. Day three, Kalula walk. We started around 10.30. I know it sounds light today again, but we really need to get some sleep. And last night, it seemed like it's gonna rain, so we had to build a shelter later on. So we've been trying to uh, make sure we see as much as we can while doing the walk within five days. Starting the first day, if you listen to the first segment, we started at 4 p.m. So that kind of made us having to uh, do more kilometers every day. So today it's 3.44 p.m. Beautiful area. I think we are in a gully right now. Uh, and we can see very tall trees. And we were just discussing, me and Alex, it seems like it's 20 meter tall at least, the trees around us. We have had a little bit of a change in scenery. Well, got few views, not many views in the last three days. So had some views from, from the top, seeing some mountains and some uh, faraway farmland, I think it was. There's a lot of change in plantation and trees, I would say. Uh, it's, it, this is a heatland. Yesterday we were walking mostly in the... Uh, rainforesty area and today's a lot more dry lots of leaves underneath we are on our second hill for the day and hopefully this is a very long but last hill for the day and then it descend into the campsite today we'll be camping next to Nusa River which will be great I'm really excited about that last two days we've been trying to actually finish close to camps 
but because we took uh, we took a big undertaking by starting really late on the first day and trying to do the 30 kilometer on the first day so we didn't really make it to the campsite but today let's hope we can make it to the campsite and it'll be early yeah, early in the evening hopefully so last two days we have been finishing in the dark yesterday not so bad we were at the camp by seven o'clock set up a campsite ate dinner bed uh, in bed uh, around eight probably slept by 8 30 which is nice we're both carrying a book each to do some reading if you get time haven't read much recently since we started walking but it's been wonderful uh, I feel like I'm getting blisters today a bit so I put some precautionary tape to make sure I don't get more problems and some cotton uh, around my pinky toes to avoid any sort of blisters to happen and we have been trying to carry enough water for the day and trying to hydrate ourselves. I used some electrolyte in our water recently. We had a we made a stop a few minutes ago. We we're carrying a lot of food. We we're carrying an extra day's food at least, plus more, so we are good with food I think. Really nice lunch. And dinner, for dinner we had soup yesterday with some cheese and some debonet with some bread. And then afterward, very nice meal we made with some couscous, uh, some salami, cheese in it. So yeah, lovely food. And we finished it with some tea and chocolate. Can't complain about food. Right now, I'm walking up big hill, so huffing and puffing a little bit as well, while I'm trying to talk. Haven't done this before, so this is the first kind of recording. I think this is not going to work, but let's see. If I do publish, you'll get to hear this segment as well. I do realize during Corona, I haven't done much, so not very fit. Now this walk is a good test. It's like, for example, on our first day we had a sand dune to cross, that was fun, or not so fun, I don't know. We had to go down a little hill in a huge sand dune up, and we have a bigger one coming tomorrow, so that should be fun. So within five days we have two sand dunes to cross. I still think I can reduce my pack weight a bit, probably some of the things I brought including charger for my phone two of them one of them is a bit heavy and that can go it's always a good learning when you realize what's in your pack you have never used in during the whole walk the same thing I did when I was traveling I realized a lot of things in my pack I never touched so that was a good lesson for the next time to leave these things behind it's been a while I have done multi-day walks. So yeah, you live and learn. Tomorrow we are aiming to finish our walk in daylight, which will be, I think, 5.30, if we keep up the space. And I just realized I forgot my poles. 
and Alex is carrying them. Thanks, Alex. And thanks to Alex, I got my poles back. I really was not looking forward to go down the hill and come back up again to retrieve them. I usually always try to make sure some things are together. For example, if I charge my lamp called Lucy in the sunlight, I put my poles or something that I will definitely remember to take with me. Just a good habit, I suppose. Right now, I was trying to do this recording and I was too distracted, Alex tells me, and I forgot my poles. Not a good thing to do when you're doing a multi-day walk. Poles are important for me. Because I had three times I have rolled my ankle last year. So I have a bit of an ankle issue right now. The poles are really, really helpful. I find I can take a load off using my poles. Something I really swear by now. If you worry about any sort of leg issue or hip issue, it really helps taking off the load. Especially with a big pack on. Alright, I keep going up the hill and hopefully I'll record a little bit more and more things about how the rest of the day goes and talk to you soon. Day 3 now, we made it to the campsite. Uh, first campsite just around dark, or I would say around 6.30 we made it to the campsite which was quite nice uh, after two days of camping in the wild it's the first time we have made it to a campsite finally uh, three more extra campsites are empty so plenty of options to choose from just on the way here we saw a yellow colour snake it was python Alex told me uh, he was actually halfway on to the track I almost crossed it without realising that I just saw it and came went back and Got Alex to have a look to recognize what kind of snake was it. It didn't move. I think it was really dark and uh, getting dark and cold. So it was kind of quite, quite still. I almost thought it was dead. But finally I saw its tongue moving. So it wasn't dead. But uh, anyways, during that time uh, we were descending into the campsite near Nusa River. And beautiful sunset. We got to observe and quite pleasant walking in the low uh, uh, vegetation beautiful open land so that was really pretty to walk all the day all day and then finally descend into this beautiful area we were looking really looking forward to camp near Nusa river uh, our uh, campsite was really nice because uh, all around there was a really uh, thick and scrubby bush so it would have been hard to find uh, a good campsite that day if we were not uh, going to stay in the campsite so it was quite pleasant to stay in the campsite I had to at some point uh, set up a tarp for rain because there was uh, some forecast for thunderstorm Alex told me around 4 to 7 in the morning so to save ourselves from waking up in the rain or some sort of thunderstorm we set up a tarp Took us a few attempts because first time uh, it, the top was I think comfortable for one person, so we had to set up in a way that the rain doesn't get us. At the same time, it's comfortable to get in and out of the top. Uh, but it was quite pleasant. I really enjoyed it. Uh, fortunately, we didn't really had any thunderstorm. It was probably, if any, it was only a little bit of a drizzle or some mist in the morning. But it was a really clear sky. 
good nice sleep i think it was only because of mozzies some mosquitoes i actually kept waking a few times a night uh, but overall i really enjoyed it and then we left the campsite the next day around 7 30 had a quick breakfast and uh, had few conversation with fellow hikers there were hikers going different direction uh, some from coming from Noosa heading to Rainbow Beach and others were like us coming from Rainbow and heading to Noosa side. It was really nice to meet some of the fellow hikers because the last few two day, two nights we have been um, camping in the bush so it was hard for us to have a bit of a social environment to be able to hang out with other hikers. So I found it really nice and comforting to talk to other people about their experiences on the hike. And also very useful to figure out what lay ahead. Now this is uh, Bushwalker's diary. So I thought it's only fitting if I do some live recording. For example, while I'm walking. So this is another episode with the Bushwalker's diary. I am Kavita Joshi and I'm walking with Alex Olchin. Hey Alex, how are you going? Uh, very well. How's well, your day going? Oh, it's always good to be out in the bush. Alright, so you, how do you feel like doing a recording for the podcast while you're walking? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think we should have phones out here. <laughs> True, yeah. I agree. But I feel like sometimes it's nice to have a live recording. Instead of thinking about it later, it's after all, it's a bushwalker's diary, you know. You write things down in the evening. I wish I had some other device instead of phone, but phone will have to do. So, what do you feel about today's walk? What do you think about the vegetation and views? Yeah, I think, um, well, I've had a variety of vegetation, which has been nice. Yesterday, we had a bit of rainforest and jungle, which I'm not so used to. Uh, it's not that common in New South Wales, um, but uh, today we've had uh, landscapes that I'm a bit more familiar with, a bit more comfortable, uh, more. What do you mean? More, more open forests, uh, lots of you know eucalypts or gum trees, a bit drier, and then a whole bunch of uh, grass trees or xanthorea. I think we can just see some views right now, there, Alec. Yeah, right. well. We it's haven't actually mountain. had many views so far on the walk. Yeah. It's mostly flat and quite treed in a lot of spots, but we're just sort of up on a bit of a high point now and looking down uh, almost over these flat, uh, they look almost like grasslands, but they're where the Noosa River winds its way up in a wetland um, or Everglade, I think they call it, um, which hopefully we'll be visiting late this evening. Right, yeah. We'll be camping next to the river, I hope. Um, how do you feel like a pack of pack weight and carrying a few days food? And you've been helping me with my water as well, which I've been very thankful. Mm, yeah, this walk's a bit different to what I'm used to. Usually uh, I'm able to collect water along the way in, in that um, there's lots of creeks and rivers that we're walking along or walking between or two um, in the journey and you usually plan your your walks around your water sources um this one here has really no water on the walk itself aside from 
uh, water tanks that have been provided at uh, the, the four campsites along the way. Yeah, I feel it's hard because during the day it's quite hot. And it's, if it's you're under a dark sun, I really like the long trees and a little bit of a breeze every now and then. Because when there's like, uh, right now we are walking pretty high area, so it's not many trees to cover us. Thankfully it's 4 p.m. so it's, the sun is not very high. Otherwise during the day I was pretty sweaty. Mm. It was really hot. Mm. Well the, the second day we walked a fair bit on the beach during the day. Um, oh yes. <laughs> and uh, luckily it was in the morning and also that we were walking uh, away from the sun. Um, yeah. We were walking south and uh, it wasn't in our eyes but if it was you know the other direction or um would not be fine yeah you know, the sun was a bit higher would have been a bit hotter and you know again luckily we're we're still in we're in august winter here so te air temperature is not too hot but the sun definitely seems to be a bit stronger than what we used to in new south wales yeah i think i feel like it's usually cold in the night but the moment you're in the sun it makes a big difference being in the shade or the sun because the sun is quite hot. Do you think it's going to rain tomorrow? Well, yeah, when we set off, uh, the weather forecast was looking like thunderstorms on Saturday, which is, you know, I think that's tomorrow, if I've got my dates right. Yep, yeah. Um, today's Friday, you sort of lose a bit of track these days. I think we almost had a little bit of shower or a drizzle last night. Yeah, just a little bit, a little bit of cloud cover coming in and out. Um, but didn't get a chance to check the uh, forecast. We should have, yeah. so we're not sure what we have tomorrow. And uh, Alex has brought a bit of a tarp for shelter. We don't have a really a tent, so hopefully we can find a nice place to set our shelter tonight. Just just in case it rains tonight or the storm starts early. The sky is quite clear today, so I don't know how the weather changes in Queensland, where there's like blue sky and suddenly there will be a storm coming tonight, but you never know, so we have to be ready. Last night we woke up and around 3 or 4 o'clock, we didn't have a tarp set up, so we set up a tarp because we we're not sure. At some point we couldn't see the stars, so we were worried that it's going to rain, so that was a bit of a... <laughs> Interesting adventure. What do you reckon? Alex? Mm, yeah. Yep. No, that was a bit of fun But um, yeah, it was all good in the end. No problems. Yes, it's not fun to wake up in the night though. I find it's hard if you... I'm a light sleeper. Thankfully Alex is good with his sleep. He can fall asleep anytime. And did you have trouble going back to sleep last night? No, no trouble. No oh, trouble good, good. I no wish problem. I was like that. It's a very... it's a big... Uh, uh, it's a curse I feel for me. I wake up with every wrestle, every drop of water, anything. It's a very big blessing if you can sleep through everything. actually had a, uh, a viewer question or listener question in relation to storms um, from a, uh, a Mark, Mark W, uh, <laughs> who uh, asked, would, what would your you know, advice be to someone looking to, and I think this was the question, uh, looking to head out with a group of perspectives, which are, I guess, in Sydney bushwalkers, a, a group of uh, likely to be uh, newer walkers to the club. Um, so heading out with a group of perspectives, 
when an east coast low is, is our forecast. Um, I'm not sure whether he specified the area, but I think it was you know, somewhere in the Blue Mountains towards the creek. Now, uh, good question, Mark. Uh, my my advice would be go regardless. Um, <laughs> but uh, not the advice to be taken for everyone. Um, perspectives uh, uh, new new people to bushwalking clubs need to experience all different types of weather um, and being under the, uh, the the guidance of someone like Mark who I, who I know is a competent walker an experienced leader um, I think uh, they'd be in safe hands um, just as long as they got all the right equipment when they're heading out they've got their raincoats and they've got waterproof tents um, the other advantage of the area that you'd be going towards is that hopefully if the leader is skillful enough um, they'd be able to find a, a camp cave and camp caves are quite frequent in the Blue Mountains um, and, and near creeks and these are sandstone overhangs so most of the uh, Blue Mountains is predominantly sandstone based and you get these lovely uh, uh, rock overhangs or camp caves as we call them and they're quite often quite pleasant to camp in you have a nice sandy flat bottom and a big overhang which can you know, it fit a number of people. There's um, there's two camp caves in the Blue Mountains. One's called the Hundred Man Cave, and the other one's called the Thousand Man Cave. And just to give you an indication of how big they are. Um, and these are in Kanangra to Katoomba Walk, yes. Yeah, yeah, they're off the side in of the uh, of that route. Um, but yeah, if they were able to find a camp cave, that would make the experience much more pleasant because they could at least set up a camp and pack up in the dry. That's probably one of the least pleasant experiences whilst camping uh, when you have rain. Um, and you know, an East Coast low can bring quite strong wind and wet weather. But uh, having to pack up, you know, your wet stuff and, or set up a tent in the rain uh, is generally, generally unpleasant. So if you can find shelter in a cave, oh, it uh, makes a big difference. I think to add to that, I will also tell Mark to advise all the participants what they might experience and the kind of gear they should carry, because that might have some people pull out before they start the walk. I've seen some people not very comfortable with extreme weathers, so just advise them if you do go ahead with the walk, what they expect to bring with them, and if they're not comfortable, they always can make their own decision. After all, it's a volunteering when you're leading the walk like this. So you should always have the option to whether you want to lead or if the participant want to come or not. Yeah, I'll, um, you know, I'll even, having that knowledge that poor weather's coming can make a big difference on what I'd bring on a walk. Um, you know, I've got different levels of wet weather gear if I don't think it's going to rain. Um, I generally won't bring a raincoat and I'll instead bring... Uh, a special type of poncho called a tarp poncho, quite useful. I can use it to keep myself dry when I'm walking along. It's quite lightweight, so it doesn't take up much space or it's uh, not very heavy. And yeah, I have the same. I have, I've got a, I rather carry a jacket and a rain pant that gives me extra warm, uh, extra level of warmth, as well as protects me from the rain. Mm, yeah. So you know, in. In, in, in times when it's not going to rain, or I don't think it is, I'll take that. And if I get caught out, I'll still be okay. 
Sometimes I've seen leaders taking storm shelter for the group, depends how big the group is, just for the sake of everybody, in case it does uh, get really worse and you don't find any shelter before you get somewhere. Storm shelter is also advisable. Have you ever used one, Alex? Uh, no, no, I've never, never used one. I know they're more common in alpine environments. Um, haven't done much walking there previously. Um, but yeah, that's where generally the weather can change a lot uh, more suddenly. Faster, yeah. And can be uh, more extreme. But um, if I thought that wet, you know, poor weather was to come, then yeah, I'd definitely be carrying a full proper raincoat and um, possibly packing a tent. I normally just have a, a fly, um, which is just a, a type of tarp. Um, is it we, there for overnight or a day? Yeah, yeah, for an overnight walk. Oh, no. And then we just have a fly um, when I don't think it's going to rain. Um, but yeah, if it's going to rain, I might change my shelter accordingly. All right, Mark, so hopefully that answers your question. Any listeners, um, our audience, whoever wants to send our questions to us, you can do that. I'm using Anchor app. If you have the app, you can also record... Uh, your question on Anchor app and send it to us on this podcast, one option. Otherwise, if you know us personally by Facebook or Instagram, we'll probably f- in future we'll set up an uh, Instagram page for this or Facebook page as well through which you can uh, send your question. But for now, if you know us through personally, you can always still let us know if you have something you would like to ask or if any of you would like to talk on podcast. We're welcoming any participants who would like to be interviewed or have a conversation. We can record it. It's always good to have knowledge from all sorts of uh, people and from all levels of walking experience. So that's always welcome as well. We have just uh, set up a tent uh, or tar for the day. So that's the campsite going to be. It's not uh, far from the end. This is day four. And we have been uh, walking all day. It's around 10.30, which is again a bit late night. Uh, we arrived for the actual campsite around 3 p.m. And because we had uh, a bus uh, booked today for tomorrow uh, to get back to Rainbow Beach from Noosa Head, which is two and a half hours, and it's around 4 p.m., we decided to keep pushing after the campsite to get some more kilometers so we don't have to rush or be in a hurry on the last day. Uh, after we left the campsite, is the weather starts changing and we started finally seeing the thunderstorm rolling in. So it was a decision we had made, good or bad, it doesn't matter now. We have set up a campsite close to the road now. The last few kilometers and few hours had been very uh, hectic. Uh, we walked through the track uh, quite close to the beach but very boggy a lot of water on the track not very well maintained it seemed or probably it's very hard to maintain it uh, four uh, three four days of walking was on a very good track so finally this was a bit demotivating especially when you're tired had to cross the track to get to the beach hoping that would be better but uh, because of high tide we didn't really have easy solid uh, sand to walk on uh, it rained for a couple of hours while we were walking, which was something I preferred than actually sitting in the rain and setting up a campsite 
having all your gear wet for the next day. So in a way it was refreshing first hour of rain. After that it started becoming a bit hard because it was all dark and you were walking in the rain, water underneath, boggy, uh, wet ground everywhere. We uh, had dinner on the way here. Uh, found a caravan park, so we used their tables to get some uh, to cook some dinner, which was nice. But then halfway through, it started raining again, which was a bit of a hassle. Uh, all the food was wet again. Today was the day I think we pushed ourselves a bit uh, harder to make easier, made it easy uh, for the next day. Uh, I could feel the morale was a bit low for both of us. We were very tired. And uh, it was hard to stay upbeat uh, after 4 or 5 p.m. because we were hoping we would find a campsite. But after leaving the f- uh, campsite, uh, official campsite for today, it was really hard to find a good ground to camp. It was We got into low ground, uh, low level vegetation today. Uh, very wet and very scrubby and very thick. In the dark, it wasn't really easy to find a campsite for the day. Uh, hence we kept pushing hopefully it will be easy for tomorrow because we are very close around two and a half kilometer to the finish line and then another two and a half kilometer or so to the ferry just finished our day five of kulula great walk very happy and heading to a park uh, with some food, had a great uh, an hour with eating fish and chips in the Sunday market around the wharf in Tuantin. Now we have got another five hours of wa- waiting for the bus because the bus is at 4:30. So looking forward to some rest and probably doing some bit of a bit of a reading and a snooze before that. Had a great walk uh, today. It's beautiful, clear sky, blue sky. Uh, not even a cloud on the side, which was really nice to get up in the morning and be able to dry all our gear before we head off for this walk. Walk two hours, one and a so hours, just to make uh, finish the actual walk, and from there on uh, to get to the ferry terminal. We got a ferry not uh, long after that, and then we walked into the town. So a couple of hours of walking only this morning which is quite short as compared to what we have been doing last few days. Uh, very happy and very uh, proud to be able to achieve these five days walk with not many pro- uh, issues on the way. It's a very easy walk, I would say, other than uh, the fact that it's a multi-day walk. You've got to be a bit fit, but it's not many uh, elevation points. You have to probably go uh, 100 or so meter up, not much. The whole walk or 200 meter, so it's not a very hard walk. Very gentle elevations. Uh, if there is elevation, you have to go uh, zigzagging a lot. So I would suggest this walk to anybody who is in an average fitness and want to do some multi-day walk. A great uh, place to walk. We really enjoyed uh, our views and campsite. If you're in flora and fauna, plenty of that around here as well. So yeah, yippee! Finish the walk. Thanks everyone, that was episode 4, season 1, 
And as you heard our experiences of Kalula Great Walk, hope you hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for listening to us. If you have any questions, any comments, any feedback, please let us know. We are available to uh, answer any questions on Anchor app. Or if you know us personally, you always can reach us on uh, Facebook or Instagram. Uh, uh, we really enjoyed uh, talking about experiences. And hopefully we can bring more exciting adventures to you guys in future. See ya. Goodbye for now.